0: Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today, I'm joined on the mics with my beautiful friend, the incredibly kind-hearted and gorgeous Liv Fylandt. With the most infectious energy and an aura that is so warm, Liv is the type of person this world needs more of. A TV presenter and co-founder of Girls Who Glow, a series of live workshops for girls 13 to 18 to help them be healthier, happier and better versions of themselves. Liv's hilarious, bright and bubbly personality never goes unnoticed and her willingness to spread positivity and light wherever she goes is something that I love the most. Today, Liv and I chat about her positive morning routine and how it sets her up for success, why kindness is such an important quality, how she personally navigates challenging times and her delicious day on the plate. Liv's humble approach to life still ceases to amaze me and her vibrant energy inspires me daily. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this healthy conversation. Here's Liv. Mornings are full of opportunities to brighten the day and how they are spent sets the tone for the remainder of the day. Velveeta's Australian-made bakes and coconut bites are designed to brighten the morning. A proud sponsor of today's episode, Velveeta bakes and coconut bites are as delicious as they are wholesome. Hello, my darling Liv, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm bursting with joy to be talking to you again. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so good. I literally love hearing your voice. It's always so positive and just bubbly. And my favourite thing is receiving audio messages from you and they're just full of sunshine. I was around a friend uh, when I listened to one last week (laughs) and she was like, that girl that you just listened to is the happiest, brightest person I've ever heard. So, yes, it's always a joy to uh, talk to you. You bring, bring so much happiness and positivity.
0: Oh, that is so nice. And seriously, right back at you. I feel exactly the same about you, honestly. And I love our little audio messages. They always put me in the best mood. It's really funny. My, um, I caught up with a friend yesterday and I was saying all these things to her that I'm really grateful for what she does to me. And she's like, oh, well, you know, they often say that people are a reflection of you because I feel the same about you. And when you're saying that, I'm like, oh, this is just exactly how I feel about you. <laughs> and every time I like watch your social media or see what you're doing, I just instantly feel so happy and positive because you just bring so much joy to the world. So thank you for being you and thank
1: you for joining me today. so sweet. Did we just become best friends? Um, I know, totally. (laughs) I also love that you and your friend do that and it's something that like, I don't think a lot of people just on a daily basis would just like, just start talking about gratitude with a friend or say what you love about them because often we do not take it for granted, but it's just, it's not something that you really like focus on, but I've just been living with my best friend very unexpectedly, but for the last four months up in Queensland and her and I um, actually went and did a talk at a school the other day and we were laughing that we just love each other so much and we feel like we bring out the best in each other. And that's kind of why I stayed up there because when I was around her energy, I was just being my best and I was much more positive in the way I thought and the way I just went about things. And I was like, this is where I need to be right now. Like we are bringing out the best in each other and that's when everything sort of flows and opportunities come in. And and yeah, so we kind of, that's why I stayed. But we went into this talk at a school and literally, no, there was 350 kids and not one of them asked. But of course we went on this rant about each other and we're like, I love her because she brings out this in me. I'm grateful for M because she does this for me. And we like the next day we thought how funny that we bring up to anyone that will listen how much we love each other and like how it makes us feel. So I love that you and your friends sort of like do a similar thing because it makes you feel so great hearing those things.
0: It's so true, isn't it? And I absolutely love that you guys do that because I don't think there's enough of it. And I've got this beautiful friend, Alex, and she is like one of those people that she always says to me, she's like, I hate just thinking things and not telling people. So like often we'll have catch ups and stuff. And then she'll send me an audio message about it being like, oh, during our catch up, like you did this. And it really made me feel this way. And I just wanted to let you know, because I'm so proud of you. All. And it's like such a beautiful oh my feeling. God, I it love just, that. It's so nice, honestly. And it's so true. We often think think all of these beautiful, kind things about our friends and our family and people around us, but we often forget to tell them. And it instantly puts, well, one, the person that's saying it feels good because it's like, oh, you know, I'm telling you these nice things. And then the person that's receiving it feels amazing because they're getting you know these beautiful things said about them and all of a sudden you're both vibrating at this like more electric energy and like you said before that's when the opportunities and things start to come into your life and you're attracting good because you're vibrating on that that higher frequency so I just think gratitude and appreciating people is the best thing ever
1: (laughs) and just being kind like it's such a win-win and I know that it's like there's so many um words that get thrown around like gratitude and authenticity and kindness but like when I did this school workshop the other day I was like you know what yes like you hear them all the time but it's for a reason like the power of authenticity and being yourself that's what's going to bring you things because like we live in a society where everyone is just trying to be the same and Mm -hmm. I was like imagine if you can stand out and that's by being completely you because there is no other you but also yeah that power of gratitude which I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point in our in our chat um, because you start to see the joy in everything around you and you just start vibrating at that high energy but I was like and also just we finished with like the power of kindness and I was like it might sound fluffy but it's not like think about how great you feel like you were just saying, like. How great you feel when you receive the smallest compliment or a smile or whatever it is. And also, how great, yeah, you feel when you give it. And so, it's just a win win. And it's like, it doesn't cost anything. It's not hard. Let's just do it. And like, let's, it's like any muscle, your gratitude muscle, your kindness muscle, the more you do it, the more it just becomes second nature.
0: Yeah, it's so true and it's just – it's such a beautiful quality and, yeah, unfortunately it's not – given it as much airtime, I don't think, as it should, it's um, – I've got this beautiful book for Georgia that I read to her. I think it's from – by Sophie Bear. Um, it's a children's book, obviously, because she's a baby, but it's called Kindness Makes It. <laughs> <laughs> just to uh, put that out there. It's, um, a,
1: it's a horror stories. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's only seven pages, guys, Um, but it's all about, it's called Kindness Makes Us Strong and literally every page is a different thing. So like a dumpling for a jam sandwich, like that's kindness, you know, so it goes through all of these little things that we can do in our everyday life, like um, taking turns or sharing the crayons and they're such simple things, but it's obviously teaching kids about kindness and I think sometimes going back to our levels as a child or, you know, having to re-remind ourselves of the things that we're taught as children, like they're such basic tools, but they make this world such a better place. And I think, you know, kindness is just one of those things that I just really, really want to teach Georgia in every way, shape or form, because if we can, like you said, it's free and if we can be giving it, I really think that we can make this world a better place.
1: Yeah. What a beautiful book. And I, yeah, I really love that. Like I think uh, what I could be remembered as, or what I would want my child to be, it's just be kind and like that's what my yeah. mom. it's always so beautiful. Like if she writes me something really nice or, you know, saying a speech at my 30th or whatever it is, it's like she's like, you know, I'm proud of so many things but I'm most proud that you're kind and and mm. I think that's so beautiful. But I think if anyone's listening, can we set like a little mission Um, that it's like either to smile at somebody on the street or, Or this is my favourite one, when you randomly just message a friend that you haven't maybe messaged for a while or just a friend out of the blue and just like you and your friend were doing it and it's like, I just wanted to say I love you or like I really wanted to say just how amazing or how proud I am because I've done that quite a few times or someone's done it to me and it is the greatest thing in the world when it's just so random and out of the blue. So if you're listening, you've got homework.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I seriously love that so much. That is such a beautiful little challenge. I hope everyone, I know everyone will take it up because all these listeners are very kind and they're all here for a reason. It's so easy, isn't it? And it can literally change the course of someone's day, you know, having that positive energy injected into their morning or their day, like literally can change the course of how their whole day plans out. But I guess talking about days and I guess 2020 in itself has been a very crazy ride. But I guess one thing I love about you is always your positive attitude and the way you seem to really seize the day. And we all know that mornings are full of opportunities to brighten our day. How do you start your day? And in turn, how does it set you up for success?
1: The first thing I always like to point out is that I am very positive and bubbly and energetic and outgoing, but I also am human and definitely have this full range of emotions, like everybody. And especially this year, it has been an absolute roller coaster of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So, and it's just one of those reminders of like, you don't see somebody's full, full range all the time on social media. So, I always want to point that out because sometimes I get nervous that I'm like, People just think I'm super bubbly all the time, <laughs> um, but yes, very, very human. But you're right. Like I, but I think I've almost my whole life. Like I've just been almost addicted and obsessed with striving to live my life to the absolute fullest. And trying to be positive and trying to do daily practices that I know that are going to make me my best energy because I have gotten to where I am today personally and professionally by the energy and my personality because I didn't really have any like skills or experience in what I did to get to where I am. Um, I obviously have them now like (laughs) I've learned them and I've worked at them but I always look back and I'm like It was my personality that cracked me into TV and my energy because they saw something in me. And so it's always coming back to being like, how can I be my most vibrant self? Because that's what's going to get me initially to places. And one of those things is my mornings. I'm obsessed with mornings. The earlier I can get up, the better, because I'm most creative, most productive the first half of the day. And my feeling is the earlier I get up, the more you do for example, 7am, if you've done, you know, a Pilates class, had a swim, done a meditation and had a big breakfast, nourishing breakfast by seven o'clock, how motivating to kick butt for the rest of the day. Do you know what I mean? Totally. so my mornings are super important. Like I said, I really, really try and jump out of bed quite early I normally get up at around like 5 or 5 30 I will go straight to a class just so that I have something locked in that I have to get up and get to so I'll do a pilates class or a circuit class or a boxing and then I will race down to the ocean very very lucky and jump in the water either go for a surf sometimes I take my surfboard to a boxing class and they're like this is so weird okay. um and then I'll often like I'm really big on food and nourishing your body correctly. So if I have a really busy day, I'll just grab something, you know, like a snack to take down, have it on the beach after I've done a meditation and then I'll often come back, get into some emails just so I feel like I've cleared my mind and um, and then if I can um, – you know make a big smoothie or something as well so i'm i'm always like factoring it in my meals and snacks because that's what my life revolves around <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Um, It's really funny. I, so I've been doing a bit of work this year with Gabby Bernstein. I've done her Spirit Junkie Masterclass and I actually interviewed her for the podcast, which will be live next week. But it's really funny because she was, I was saying to her about like asking her about how to get into feelings or because I guess manifestation is all about tapping into feelings. And I was like, I really want to wake up feeling vibrant and like happy and ready to tackle the day. The mornings is somewhere where I don't perform well. And especially after having Georgia, I'm just like, oh my God, I like crawl out of bed and reach for the coffee. And I just know that I'm doing all the wrong things. And I said, but I kind of don't know that feeling of just like jumping out of bed. And she said to me, oh, you can get that feeling from someone else. Like, is there someone that you follow or you love watching their content? And they're like always vibrant and happy in the morning. And I was like, yes, my friend Liv (laughs) Violet. And I'm, like, totally channeling you in my manifestations now because I'm, like, manifesting hardcore to wake up feeling vibrant. And so there you go. I'm manifesting
1: your energy. This is made my entire year. Like, 2020 is all of a sudden good again. Like, my heart feels so full hearing that. And I know it sounds so cliche, but that's the best way to describe it because that's what I love. Sometimes I'm, like, am I an oversharer, like – because I love sharing what I do in the morning especially and then I think oh I get so many messages from people sometimes saying like you know you really inspired me to like jump out of bed and attack the day or like whatever it is and I'm like that is such a beautiful thing to hear and it kind of just encourages me to keep sharing that kind of content so I love I love that so much
0: Oh my goodness. Seriously. I'm like channeling you big time girlfriend. It's like, and it's so, you know, I think we can often ask ourselves those questions or, you know, have that bit of self doubt around what we're sharing. Do people even care? You know, all of that something I've learned is the more that we switch to like your positivity or your, you know, inspiring things that you're sharing, actually giving other people permission to show up and do the same. So like you sharing those mornings, it's actually giving other people permission to be like, you know what? I can wake up and seize the day as well. Like I live close to the beach or I can grab my journal and meditate. And so it's actually giving people these beautiful tools that they can be using each and every day Mm -hmm. to actually make their day you know better and in turn have like a more positive impact on on the world and what they're doing so keep sharing girlfriend I love it
1: (laughs) oh thank you and I think it is really important like I know that I'm lucky for where I live being close to the beach and having a lot of activities at my doorstep but it's also a, a personal choice of where yeah where I choose to live and where my lifestyle is and where my money goes. And and that is basically for rent in Bondi, which is just absolutely stupid. Um, but that's okay. That's my choice. And it makes me very happy that I get to go to the beach in the mornings. But I do try, and I spoke about this only a few weeks ago with some a friend, and I said I really do share the same positivity when I'm back in Wagga or back at Smash or on the farm or wherever I am, that you can still make your mornings great just if you don't have mm. the beach. You know, like you can, you still ha- are able to go for a walk. You can still stretch. You can still do a meditation. You can still make something amazing for breakfast. You know, you get a choice with your environment. You might have, yeah, been able to walk in nature or on a farm or something. So it's all about sort of not comparing your mornings but feeling inspired to be like, just get up, let's just do it. Like let's put ourselves in a good frame of mind um, for the rest of the day. But I will also, before we move on Mads, point out that, and I think this is something you kind of touched on, it's really hard to be motivated to do those things when you're not in a good place. And that's where it was really hard I was lucky that I got up to Queensland four months ago and then obviously Melbourne went into lockdown, Victoria went into lockdown again, and it was super brutal. As you would know, you were in it. And so I really struggled being like, I don't really know what to share because that's where I've kind of shared all this positivity and and trying to be motivational and inspirational. But is this coming across as really, really disrespectful and I, yeah, I just found it hard, like first of all, problem hard thing to navigate because I had so many, like all my family and so many friends all in Victoria. And I was then found that I was sort of on the phone or doing Zoom calls or I was organizing workshops or morning cuppers with all these strangers in Victoria. I was doing that for probably like dedicating six hours a day to that. Because I felt so much guilt for not being in it or Mm. for posting that I went to the beach that morning or the fact that I went and got a smoothie somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And it was this interesting Mm. time of being like, this year, I probably shouldn't have posted at all. We had the bushfires, we had Black Lives Matter, we had this. It's the whole year has been disrespectful to basically post. And so it was this interesting time of being like, getting so many messages, people in Victoria being like, I'm living through you. You're making me so excited. I'm finally going to go camping when I get out of um, lockdown or I'm going to do this. But I also knew that it would have been so hard for people to be mm. saying that. So, yeah, it was it was interesting knowing what to do. Yeah, and I think everyone's
0: kind of tried to navigate that in different ways. Like I even know, I guess, living through the lockdown and being on the other side where certain pieces of content online could be triggering at times, you know, if it was people getting on planes or going about their business, like doing their businesses as normal could sometimes be quite triggering for me. And it reminded me that I'm like, oh, you never know what place someone is in. And although we might be trying to be, you know, motivational or inspiring, like, It can still be super triggering for someone because they're not receiving it the way we want. But it's so hard to find that balance of like, you know, I think it's almost like being able to take a step back and be like, well, I know that I'm doing this with the right intention and it's coming from the right place. But yeah, I totally understand that. Like, I guess from the other side though, where it's like, I am now being back into normal life and you know, we've got lots of exciting things happening. I'm constantly thinking, oh, goodness like there's still probably people that are really struggling like remember how you felt during these times yeah hundred. it's a hard balance so I don't think there's a right or wrong
1: answer it's like yeah
0: yeah yeah it was just just an interesting
1: observation over that time of being like
0: absolutely
1: it's hard to know how this is going to be received and what's helpful and what's more harmful so anyway just wanted to touch on that just to show two sides
0: (laughs) yeah no I appreciate that and I guess you know you did touch on it before but you said that you you're not always you know happy you're still a human with with emotions and and going through normal life challenges I guess when you are going through those tougher times or, or those challenging times how do you personally pick yourself up to really keep your mental well-being in check
1: to be transparent, I'll just share the last um, four months. I, like I said, I was in Queensland. I was super happy living with my best friends, going on road trips, just, I don't know, just a change of scenery. Everything was really great. Um, I was working on a business that I want to create and that's obviously you, again, you don't see that on social media. So people are like, oh, it's so nice that you've been on a four-month holiday. I'm like, excuse me, like I've been working my ass off. But like, of course, you don't see it. So that's my fault. Um, but I actually had like debilitating fatigue, which is really interesting because you would think it would be a bit slower up there um, to my life here. And, you know, during COVID things slowed down, especially work-wise, but I literally could not move and I'm someone that yeah does love to bound out of bed. That's what really sets up my mind and my body for the whole day. And I just I was really struggling to get up. I would sometimes like have a conversation and then have to just like literally almost collapse. Like it was awful. And so I've gone through this process, especially over the last month, month and a half, but just like getting blood tests, seeing GPs, kinesiologists, naturopaths, and really trying to get on top of it. And it's so nice when you start to feel yourself again. And that's the main thing. Like, and it was, you can start to go crazy a little bit thinking, oh, am I just being lazy? Am I being Mm. weak? Like, and then when you are back in it and you can really differentiate between like oh I'm super tired but I'm not like burnt out or fatigued like there is a real difference and so now that I feel myself I can really differentiate and look back and know okay I'm tired or I'm exhausted but that was an actual thing so I think advice is like yeah go and get a holistic help in terms of like, see if there is something wrong. I've had friends who have had, you know, very, very, very dark times and very dark places. And they've gone and had psychology sessions, which has helped massively. They've found out that they're also extremely deficient in vitamin D, no protein, um, anemic, you know. And so I, I just think it is really important to look at all our amazing health professionals and get that holistic thing so that, you don't feel like you're going crazy and you know that there is help and sometimes having just a little bit of an answer can really, really help your mental space. Mm -hmm. So that's been really beneficial for me. But the things that help me when I am feeling down is definitely connecting with somebody. So sharing how I'm feeling with a friend or family member. And I feel like I'm quite good at that. I'm quite open about how I'm feeling and that can be often, like I can be feeling quite down, but I do feel like it really helps to share share the load. But also just having time to myself. I am a big extrovert, but I've really noticed that I can only be that when I also am a homebody and I have this like space to myself and time to just really just be with myself and do all those little things that just make me happy, which might be like read a book, do a stretch, do a Pilates class, go for a swim. It's all those little, what you can hold in your little self-care toolkit, I suppose, and call on.
0: We'll be right back after this healthy break. Mornings are full of opportunities to brighten the day and how they are spent sets a tone for the remainder of the day. Introducing Belvedere's Australian-made Bakes and Coconut Bites, designed to brighten the morning. Made with wholesome seeds and grains, Belvedere Bakes use delicious ingredients and great flavors to offer a better for you snack option that's both tasty and convenient. Created for on-the-go moments, Belvedere Bakes are the perfect morning snack for everyday hustlers who don't want their busy lifestyle to be a compromise for their health and well-being. With less than six grams of sugar per bar, Valveda Bakes are available in three unique flavours to suit all tastes, including dark chalk, fig and pear and my favourite, raspberry vanilla bean. While Valveda Coconut Bites make the perfect adult lunchbox addition. Brighten your morning with Valveda Bakes and Coconut Bites. I think it's so important for people to realise and anyone listening, you know, who might follow you online or that, that everyone at the end of the day is still humans and we're all on this ever-evolving journey and, and no one's perfect. I think it's sometimes, you know, it's just a nice reminder to be like, well, we all still have struggles just because you're making the most of your days and you've got this booming career. It doesn't mean that you still don't have the other things going on in the background.
1: And, yeah, yeah and you truly okay. don't see that. yeah no you
0: don't and like you know we all know that Instagram's a highlight reel like you're not going to get on there every day like sobbing being like oh poor me poor my life it's like you know you're the type of person that's gonna actually go out and actively do something about getting better so you're back to being yourself so you know I think it is that good reminder that there's just always so much more going on behind closed doors absolutely yeah so thank you for sharing
1: Thanks, Nance. I really struggled a few years ago and I've spoken about this um with Girls Who Glow, which are just workshops that I run for teens. And I was going through a really, really tough time. This was kind of when I sort of came out the other end when I was talking about it and I said that I went through this sort of struggle with myself where the things that I was posting were so legitimate. Like they were moments of happiness and they were. I was so genuinely happy in those moments. Like say it's me with my surfboard about to go for a surf. Like I'm genuinely feeling great or me with family or out with friends. So that wasn't a lie, but I then felt guilty because I'd always made a huge promise to myself to be extremely transparent, very authentic and really stand by that. And and I still do believe that that is what I do. I definitely share how I've been feeling on social media and I try and be as I've never, I never use a filter ever. I've never photoshopped something like all of those things. I do feel like I'm very authentic, but I said that through this time, I just needed to be there for myself. I needed to cry on my bedroom floor or whatever it was and not feel the need to share that or post that because I wanted to be an authentic person because sometimes you just need to go through shit. By yourself and yeah. yes I was sharing other photos but that is a moment in my life mm. or that is a moment in my day and so yeah it is a huge it is a huge reminder to not believe everything you say or you know I suppose what I said to those girls is I was like I often will go through something render it sit through it feel it when I come out that's almost a better time for me to be like this is what I was going through, this is what I felt, this is what I learned, and this is how I came out of it. I feel personally that that is a more healthy way for me and more constructive and productive way for me to help others and connect with others. But, yeah, it was yeah. a weird weird thing and, like, this year has been super up and down and people don't see the things that crash in your life. But sometimes it's just too personal and yeah, the world is doesn't need to know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is it is one of those things of being like, am I still being authentic because I didn't share that meltdown? (laughs) (laughs) Or that breakup? Or that business crashing? Or when I lost my job, like, am I a terrible person?
0: It's so true. But I think sometimes too, when you are going through those harder times and you share something more positive or inspirational from a past memory. Like I know during lockdown I was sharing like heaps of old photos from when we're traveling and stuff. A lot of it was even more just for me, you know, to be able to tap back into those moments and to remember how I was feeling or what my thoughts were at that time as almost a reminder of like, you will get through this. Like you were there once upon Mm -hmm. a time, you'll be back there again. So, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, and I know you're probably the same is when your natural way is always to turn to positivity, that's what you do want to share. Like I don't, you don't Mm -hmm. want to get on there sharing those really hard times when you're going through them because exactly you're trying to process them and move through them. So I really love that approach. I think it's beautiful. And I just think it's a a beautiful reminder for people to realize that, you know, we're just all, everyone's human and everyone is still experiencing the highs and the lows of life and life happens in ebbs and flows. So no one's kind of immune to it, it, not being like that
1: so extremely human. We are very complex <laughs> emotional <laughs> um, beings and yeah, yeah like, we I have so are. much fun in life and I'm so happy. But if I wanted to say one tip coming back to your original question, when you're in a bad place or you're having a bad day or you're having a bad moment or you're sad, it is so hard to call on your self-care tips or to pull yourself out you're most motivated to journal and to meditate and to stretch and to eat well and to exercise all those things that are probably going to make you feel better you're more, most motivated to do those when you already feel great because you're like "So, true. all right I'm feeling great I'm so inspired to write in my journal <laughs> when it's we so feel true. low I am obsessed with those sort of routines, but when I'm feeling so shit, it's like you self sabotage and it's like, mm. no, nah, I'm not gonna write in there or I'm not gonna meditate. And so I said to a psychologist that we were interviewing once, I was like, Why do we do this? And how like when we need it most is when we're least inspired to do it. Do you know what I mean? And and she was Absolutely. like it is such a natural thing to do and it all makes sense and she went into a very much more science sciencey sort of explanation of it but I suppose what you can do and, and what helps me is remembering how I feel in like you were saying Mads like how you felt in those moments but like knowing that this isn't who I am This is a moment of how I feel. I know how happy and clear-minded and fresh and energised and how the spring in my step I can be. And that might have just been the night before or the day before or a week earlier. And it's knowing that you did feel like that. You've been in this spot before. You know how you're going to get back to that. And so it's sitting through it, but also knowing when to draw a line, when to have a boundary. So I don't think it's healthy to just absolutely bounce back and not sit in what you're feeling. I think mm-hmm. it's really healthy to acknowledge it, talk about it, whatever you need to do, but also knowing, okay, it's gone from allowing myself to feel so that I can actually work through it. It's now gone into self-pity party and wallowing and unhealthy. And so then it's like forcing yourself to do- write a gratitude list. It's like forcing yeah. yourself to go for that walk, forcing yourself yeah. to catch up with a friend And then you start to actually genuinely feel it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that this year has really taught me to honor those feelings. Like when I'm feeling yes. not great or, you know, it's okay. Sit with it. You're not defined by these, you know, these feelings, emotion, they will pass, but sit with it, let your body feel it. And then, you know, when you do feel that little bit better, like move on and, and start doing the gratitude and switch. Cause I think, you know, especially at the start of lockdown, I was always like, in my head I'd be switch to gratitude, switch to gratitude, don't have negative thought. Like I was putting all this pressure on myself to like do all these self-care and these rituals, put things into perspective. And although they work, sometimes when you're deep in feeling shit on like, or not yourself yeah. – they're really hard things to, to switch to. So I think just honoring the way that you feel at that time and knowing that it will pass and, you know, reminding yourself of, of when you do feel really good and tapping into those feelings is, is such a nice way and gentle way, Don't you think to almost like be doing it? So I loved what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I I really resonated with that. Yeah.
1: I even just love that word gentle, like be, gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself because it can be super frustrating to be feeling so yuck and down and like it's just it can be such a polar opposite to how you felt in you know with even a day apart and Mm -hmm. yeah just being gentle and kind like you're feeling the way you are feeling probably for a specific reason whether it's something you've gone through whether it's a chemical imbalance whatever it is it's probably there for a reason And for you to move through and learn from, God, lockdown was nothing compared to your lockdown 2.0. But I went through so much because it was the first time I actually stopped and listened to my thoughts because we couldn't run away from them. And so Mm. it was this time where I processed a breakup that had happened maybe six months earlier, eight months earlier. That's when it came up for me because I wasn't running anymore, but I also had this beautiful clarity and creativity and energy and ideas and business ideas that I never would have had if I hadn't actually been forced to stop and stop filling Mm -hmm. my days and my time with everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. I I filled Mm -hmm. it with every other thing, except just my brain space. (laughs)
0: And I think that shows what you're saying then, the importance of creating that space, you know, almost on the flip side or like shifting the gears a little bit, but like I often think, you know, or hear people say, oh, I really want to be living my passion or I want to know what my purpose is. And, you know, when you, I say to them, but if you think about your day or what you do in a week, like, is there actually space for your brain to catch up and to have those creative ideas, to think of those business ideas, to think of what brings mm-hmm. you joy. And often we don't even create that space. Like you said, you had all those new creative, like flowing energy and those business ideas. And it's it's often just that we're not allowing the space in our life for those things to kind of come in. So I think this year has been positive in a lot of ways for people to have those moments of realisation and to be able to dig that little bit deeper into what actually lights them up and, and maybe what they're here for.
1: Yeah, it's so accurate. And and that mixed with like adversity, it's like, oh, God, it sucks so much, but it also <laughs> does push you in the direction that maybe you're meant to be going. Yeah, like at the start so of the year, true. my show finished and I, it was the first time I haven't been on con on a contract for 10 years and so it's into the world of freelance and then I was going to go into travel TV and I was going to be getting on a plane to America and then COVID hit and every single thing in that area got cancelled. Everything in MC got cancelled. Just everything got cancelled, which it did for so many people. But like I said, that was daunting and so frustrating and disappointing, but it's also been a year through many hurdles and much heartbreak (laughs) but it's also been that period of where I was like oh my god like if that show hadn't finished I wouldn't have had the space and time and creativity that I have had like I would have probably sat in my box and and gone to work for somebody else and been a bit more complacent loved it absolutely loved it but I wouldn't have been like Oh, hang on, this is what you were born to do. Like, this is where you can really go and thrive, including that plus other things, you know? So it was it yeah. was this thing of being like, okay, any times I've had adversity, especially this year, it's holding on to that thing of being like, All right, I believe everything happens for a reason, but this really sucks. Yes. So if the reason could come soon, that would be cool. <laughs> <wonderful." laughs> and sometimes it just does. It just does suck. Like that's it. But often you're like, I know that even if it's in six months' time or a year's time, I'll be like, Oh, this is why it played out that way and it's led me exactly where it's meant to be. So yeah, I've had I've had many crashes this year, but it's also allowed me to realize how passionate I am about doing certain businesses or startups or, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, adversity and, and time and space I think has been really important.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And it is, it's so hard to know when you are going through those hard times, like why it's happening. But most of the times we are able to look back and think, oh my goodness, like that needed to happen. I know there's this quote, that Tegan um, has said a few times to me about like sometimes I'll probably butcher it because I butcher all the quotes but it was something around <laughs> like, like me trying um, to tell a joke <laughs> yes yeah, seriously I'm the worst at jokes and quotes so bad um, but yeah basically the, the idea of the quote is that sometimes our towers need to crash in order for us to rebuild them in the most aligned way. And I just think that that's a really beautiful reminder of like, you know, sometimes when we're in something and we're so deep in it, we think that we're on the right path, but it all crashes around us. I think it's just having that undeniable faith and trust that it is happening for a reason. And there is a more aligned path for you. And I know that that can be so hard when you're in the shit but um it is a beautiful reminder I found I found a lot of, of comfort in that this year is just reminding myself of like I need to go through this in order to be more aligned on where I'm meant to be going
1: what a great quote even if yeah. even if you didn't deliver it precisely <laughs> I felt Maddie's that made up version yeah yeah when I um like ever try and tell jokes, I accidentally always say the punchline, like the answer <laughs> or, the, yeah, the punchline as the actual question or, like, joke. And then so I get to the end of it and I'm, you know, they're like, I think you've already said it. You've just done the whole thing backwards. And I'm like, oh, no, sorry. Like, it used to drive my co-host Scott Tweedy really mad. He'd always be like, every episode, he'd be like, John, try and tell a joke? and And he would, like, tell me it like whisper it to me and then I would try and do it and in some way I would piece it backwards like it was just a talent
0: (laughs) oh my goodness I love that that is so good that makes me feel better (laughs) good yeah it should yeah. Okay. So Liv, I would love, it. something I know that the listeners always love hearing about is a day on your plate. And I know that you are right into your healthy eating and you've already spoken about, you know, having nourishing breakfast and on the go snacks. So what does a day on your plate look like? And please do include your snacks because we all know that's the best part of a day on the plate. <laughs>
1: I love a snack more than anything. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, my life revolves around food and I feel like I'm quite balanced. Like I I definitely eat whatever I like, but I absolutely love nourishing food. Like it's just ever since I was a little kid, even my mum would always be like, can I please have the kids chicken nuggets and chips? And I'd be like, excuse me, can I please have a salad sandwich? And mum (laughs) was like, yeah, the chips and nuggets are definitely for her. Um, so yeah, <laughs> i always That's loved the, best. the food, which is, which is lucky because I eat more than anyone I know, like any guy I've ever dated, my dad, like absolutely anything. But I start of the day, because I start my day so early, um, like I mentioned, I might grab a snack that I can take to the beach because by that stage I might have done a boxing class or Pilates and you know how to surf and so I've actually been on the Belvedere train lately because I have found it hard to find like a healthy in packet snack I suppose yes. that you can just sort of grab and go you don't have to prep it but I've also always been a bit like nervous about anything that's in a packet. So it's been nice to find something that kind of works. Um and I can just grab and go. So they've got these bellita bakes and the coconut bites as well. So I would normally maybe grab one of the bites and and have a bit of that at the beach. Then I'll come back, um, shower, get into some emails and then a bit later in the morning I will make a very epic green smoothie, which I've been making for ten years. Like I am a creature of habit and it has everything it. in it. So, yeah, that's just filled with so many nutrients and it just gives me energy for ages. Um, what do you put in okay. can I ask? Oh, please, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, so I use almond milk and then cacao, some protein powder. Then I sort of mix it up. Sometimes I'll use like a greens powder or maca, um, which is obviously like, great for hormones and energy and so yeah basically whatever powders you have that you might want to add and then I need it to be so cold so I put almost a tray of ice in and (laughs) then heaps of spinach cucumber started like trying a little bit of zucchini in it which is fine um and then frozen banana if the bananas aren't frozen like we can't actually make a smoothie (laughs) absolutely won't won't have it will not have it it needs to be super thick and frozen bananas makes it like a almost like a soft serve consistency so that's a must um (laughs) avocado I put like a quarter of an avocado in because the key elements to a smoothie look how passionate I am about smoothies it has to be cold super thick and creamy so avocado and then a bit of apple that's like my favorite kind of Yum. sweetness the banana and apple and sometimes mango but we'll if if like mm.
0: that's like super random not gonna lie but sounds so delicious I need to get back on to <laughs> maca so I've forgotten about maca powder my goodness I need that at the moment with
1: my energy I, know. I went through such a big maca phase and I, I feel like I need to get back on it as well um, yeah. so that's my sort of morning Um and then lunchtime I If I'm being really good, like when I was living with um, Emma up in Queensland, I would make us this lunch every day and it was just like a nourish bowl basically. So spinach, um, I would roast pumpkin, tomato, avocado, fresh mango, sauerkraut and then I would toast like nuts and seeds, like almost like with some like maple syrup or coconut oil or whatever and then also like fry some halloumi and that would be – our lunch, we're just so, <laughs> and then like put like vegan. I'm not vegan, but she's veggie. We put like vegan mayo or some sweet chili on top, and it was just amazing. Anyway, there's another little one for you, and so that's a really great lunch. Like if you're work because we're working from home, I just put the pumpkin onto roast and go back to work. And obviously, it's very indulgent when you have to go back into the office. Not so great. Um, and then. In the afternoon, I always crave something sweet. And so that's with the Belvita Coconut Bites is probably my favourite because they've got the choc chip ones, which is my favourite flavour. Oh, yeah, they're so, so yummy. It's they're so good because I'm obsessed with like healthy choc chip cookies and I feel like this is kind of a version of those. Um, so that's what I would kind of snack on in the afternoon. Then for dinner – I don't know it varies. I might make a big veggie curry or I might make salmon and veg is, is my absolute just go to or um healthy pizzas which are just loaded with heaps of stuff on top. <laughs> it's like the least authentic pizza ever Italians would be absolutely <laughs> mortified. Um but yeah, basically dinner is anything where I can cram as many vegetables into as possible and um Yeah, salmon often is is one that is also added to my meals. And then I have the biggest sweet tooth in the world, so I'll definitely have chocolate or some form of dessert um, after dinner.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I asked because that ticks all the boxes for me. I'm definitely going to give that salad a crack. And the smoothie, I really need to get back on the smoothie train. Georgia's just started being obsessed with smoothies, so it's quite a good time coming into <gasps> summer because I'm like, oh yeah, we can make smoothies and share them in the morning. So um, that's definitely so that cute. A go. <laughs> it is really cute, actually. She sat on the floor this morning. Oh my goodness, you should have seen her. She had her like she's got this little smoothie cup that she drinks from, and then she had the big jug which I sometimes put a metal like straw in that she can oh, sit yeah. from. So she had the straw, the big cup, plus her smoothie cup and a spoon, and was going from like her smoothie cup to the Draw, then spooning oh. some out of the big jug. I was like, okay, girl. And she was in the nude. So it was the funniest <laughs> little experience. I was like, oh my God, this is just the best sitting on the kitchen floor. I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. You were definitely my daughter. <laughs> so funny. Just
1: living her best life. Um, living her so best life, she's literally. She's so good that she's into smoothies because you can just cram and hide so, so much good. into yeah. a smoothie. And that's why I love it because I can like, add as many greens or vegetables or whatever it is into a smoothie. And Absolutely. sometimes like like one of these adrenal powders that I've been having because as I said, I've been really struggling the last few months. Um tastes horrific. Like it is the worst tasting thing in the world. But put it in a smoothie and then just like add some fruit over the top or like, you know, oh, like I feel so like you can hide good. so much in a smoothie.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You can literally just jam pack so much goodness in them. They're so good for that. It's awesome. When it does come to your snacks though, what do you kind of look for in your snacks? Because I am snack queen. I love my snacks and I like my handbag. (laughs) My nappy bag is just full of snacks. Um, And I'm all about ones now, obviously at the moment that I can share with Georgia. So what do you look for when you are grabbing snacks?
1: Okay. So what I look for in a snack is it being as wholesome as possible. And by that, I mean, yeah, no like, you know, artificial flavors and all that kind of stuff added. It's just as close to real food as possible is what you want. I need it to be tasty. Like as I've said so many times, I'm obsessed with food and a snack is often a time where you're craving like something sweet or something yummy or like you're bored or you're hitting a slump at work. So it is something that you want to be tasty because otherwise you're going to be like, "Mm, should I have the Snickers bar or, or, you know, a carrot stick. So for me, it (laughs) needs to be really delicious because I'm always going to choose the tasty option. So if it can be yum and yeah, wholesome, amazing, but also fiber. Fiber is a huge one for me. It's um, been something that, I've always had a really high fiber diet and it just yep. keeps me going for longer. It makes me regular. Let's get gross here. yeah, I totally love being super regular because I feel like it is just the best, I don't know, just best detox feeling in the world. so absolutely. Yes, anything that's high in fiber, delicious and um, yeah wholesome as possible.
0: Yeah, I think the fiber one's so important as well. And, you know, even going back to Georgia, I guess, having a child, like I need to make sure that she's having a lot of fiber so that she's going to the toilet um, and getting rid of all those, yeah. I guess, toxins and, and built up. And it's a good reminder to me as well of like having that high fiber diet and just how important it is to keep our mm. body regulated. And, you know, that's at the end of the day what keeps us energized as well. So it all kind yeah. of comes back in that big loop, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I suppose, like, one of the biggest things would be as low in sugar as possible. So because obviously we know if it's high in sugar, we're going to rise, but fall very quickly and very drastically. And so that's where you get your hit of, like, lollies and chocolate and stuff, which is what you kind of crave or turn to. But if you can have something that is still, like, satisfying that sweetness or giving you that hit of energy, but it's just more sustainable energy, for longer.
0: Absolutely. And I've really found that the more we turn to those whole food snacks, The more we lose a craving for that real intense sugar, like a Snickers bar. You know, I know when I was in corporate and it was always just about like the Mars bar or the Kit Kat or whatever was quick and give me that energy hit. And it wasn't until I really cut out a lot of that refined sugar in my diet and started eating those more whole foods, high fiber snacks, that I really realized like my palate completely changed and I started to really crave those things. Like now for me Mm -hmm. to have like a Kit Kat or something. Like is literally like I just feel so sick. Like you can unbearable. Like I can yeah. actually yeah. The sugar like it's a completely different taste to me because I'm I'm not used to it anymore. And it does take a little bit for your body, I guess, to detox or to regulate to those things. But like, oh, I just think those whole food snacks uh, and whole food diets in general and real food is is just so important for our vitality and and the way we show up each and every day.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I've noticed massively. Well, it's like anything with habits or cravings or whatever it is it takes, you know, around 21 days. But if you do stick to that or you do have a lower lower sugar diet, yeah, it it is unbelievable with anything, not even with sugar, how much you can almost rewire your taste buds. I found it unbelievable over the years how you just start to like crave a certain thing that at the start you might not have even really liked the taste of or whatever it is. Yeah, if it's just not in your diet, it's like, yeah, with sugar if you have don't have much sugar and then you went to have a really like sweet chocolate bar or something like that, you really notice it and it has such a like big effect on you. But the other thing yeah. is with sleep I notice how much I crave sugar and how much I crave bad food because I'm constantly just trying to get energy from wherever I can as quickly as possible so that's something that I really want to get on top of as well it's like lower sugar diet and more sleep just to sort of get my levels under control
0: yeah and cravings so important (laughs) and cravings I know Oh Liv, I have adored our chat and I adore you. So thank you so much for joining Aww. me again today. I know the listeners will love this episode of these so high vibes and full of goodness. So thank you so much oh for
1: God. all your wisdom and joining me on the mics. <laughs> Thanks Mad. I can't believe like we can just go off and just chat for so long in terms of like we don't have to have anything prepared basically it's just like say hello and the rest is history so absolutely (laughs) love your energy and um yeah I just always walk away from our chats on such a high and I remember the first podcast interview I did with you god it was a couple of years ago now but I just I loved it so much um and so it's really nice to be able to have done it again Yeah,
0: no, it's so good. I'm so um, grateful for you joining me again on the show and it was uh, nice to have a full chat instead of our just one minute voice messages on audio messages (laughs) on
1: Instagram. There's only so much you can jam into those. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well, I'm excited when we can see each other in person in Victoria or when you come up here, Um, but also just a little reminder, if you're still listening to anybody, what your homework was. Be a good human, send someone a text <laughs> message, make their day. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, thanks so much, Mad. and I will catch up with you in person too. Sounds good.
0: Can't wait to see you. Thanks, Liv. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.